0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Monday, October 26th, 2020, season 16, episode number 51. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. We are in a great mood this morning, ready to get going, ready to talk mm-hmm. about that Cowboys game yesterday. Was not a good outcome for the Cowboys. They lose 25-3 to to the Washington football team, but... We're all here together, and we're all healthy, and uh, we get to talk football. So, hey, there's a bright side to everything, right? How's everybody doing this
2: morning? I was wondering what that butt was for. I was like, please don't try to throw something positive at me right now. No, no, no. no. You're right. We're all healthy. (laughs) Look. At this we're point, healthy
1: and fine, so that's nice. At this point, the positives are not about the Cowboys. For me, the positives are not about football. My Texas Longhorns are just as bad. So right now, like that's not the positive. Positive in life is that we're all here, we're all alive. None of us have COVID. That's a great thing, right? So we should be happy about that. And let's talk some football, right? Right. right let's go, Nick. You just got off. A, I love it. Right, Nick. You just got off a plane. Uh, I guess not just, but uh, you you were <laughs> on a plane yesterday, coming back from Washington. Um, We're going to start with some big-picture storylines, but I'd like you just to talk a little bit about what you saw from this team post-game, playing. Because I think there are a
3: lot of people that are looking at this team like, man, what was that and what is this team at this point? Right. Well, the one thing I was happy to see was Andy Dalton able to just go Go where's the bus? This way. Where are we having to eat? And oh, he knew way? his name. That's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, so that that was good because he obviously left the field and he needed help doing that. So that mm. it was a good sign. Don't know what that means as far as this week, but I know that it wasn't as bad as it as it you know obviously could have been. Uh, it was a quiet flight back. You know, you was not expecting you know a lot of music or dancing or any of that stuff. I haven't really heard that at all. Of course, they have. They've lost every road game this year, so maybe well, that's Dave's not on
1: the plane anymore, so that helps. Why? Just you don't have all true. the gambling and drinking That's and you true. know frivolous stuff that That's happens true. sometimes when Dave's they, on the they plane. Go ahead, call him back there.
3: Yeah. Um, anyways, it just it, it was a bad. I mean, it was just a bad vibe because it was a bad game. Yeah. And it was it was you know the worst game that I can ever. I, I just don't know. I don't remember I remember one like this where it was just so bad. Green Bay. I don't know. No, nah. it wasn't. Uh, maybe it felt like it to me a little bit. Like I don't know. Yeah, that was that was kind of that way. But Green Bay was good. That's the thing. Green Bay didn't win Super Bowl that year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, did, was that the year they yeah, won Super Bowl? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So that was a good team. That yeah. was a good quarterback who good deserves to be a starting quarterback. Good point. So it, it, no, this was this was a really 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 bad game.
1: All right, let's get some big picture storyline takes from Amber and Dave. Amber, I want to start with you. I watched the game with you yesterday and with Dave. And I could just see it—the wheels turning in your mind. I knew you had something for me, so bring it. Let's go. What you got, Amber?
4: <laughs> bring it. Well, first of all, I'm wearing black because I'm mourning today, and the season. Like, I, I am so over it, but we gotta keep going. Um, now, the big picture is at this point. I look at it. Who who do we need to say bye to? Who are we saying bye to this week? Is it a player? Is it a coach? And uh, there, there needs to be a major change, or uh, it's kind of hard to make major changes right now. But there needs to be some type of change, some type of repercussion. If you could like lower someone's salary based on their game performance, <laughs> I wish you could do that, but you can't. Uh, uh, there, this is just terrible. It is absolutely terrible. And the worst part of it is that after that game, there's absolutely nothing that makes me feel a little sign of hope. You know, like there's nothing whatsoever. The only thing is maybe the kicker we haven't talked about Greg Sterling really missing a field goal or an extra point except for that one long one a few weeks ago, but uh other than that, there's nothing that seems very positive at this point.
1: Dave, big picture.
2: The big picture for this team is that they are fundamentally broken. Um, There is something wrong in that building right now. I don't know what it is. I wish we had better access. I wish there wasn't a pandemic so maybe we could get a better grasp, but you cannot look at that result yesterday and tell me that this is a cohesive team, that this is a bought in team, that this is a team that cares about each other drastically for lack of a better way to put it. They got run out of the building by arguably the worst team in the league. Like, they didn't lose. This wasn't like a scrappy, ugly game like I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought it was going to be this terrible, scrappy, you know, 17-16 game. It wasn't that at all. They got run out of the building by arguably the worst team in the league. They do not look like they care. Um, And like I said, like, I don't know if the players hate the coaches. I don't know if the players hate each other. But there's something... There's something wrong. You cannot convince me otherwise. I pulled up the quote from DeMarcus Lawrence yesterday. He said, we need more belief, which shouts out to Nick for getting it. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. Because that can't be fun. No. That cannot (laughs) be fun being down there with those guys. Um, He says, we need more belief, more high spirits around this team, and really more fight. That's one of our weaknesses. We need to build a stronger backbone. I mean... Is that not just the most damning quote you've heard in a long freaking time? Mm.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because we—I'll speak for myself. I made fun of happening to me? I made fun of all of the you know the, the the fight shirts and and all that kind of stuff that were a part of the Garrett era. But the one thing—and it, it was up until last year. Last year was the first time I ever saw a, Garrett, a Garrett-led team with the Cowboys that didn't have that that level of fight in them you remember back to the, the season when he took over halfway through the season they were all but dead but they played they didn't play like it like mm-hmm. they played down the stretch as as good a football as you could expect from a bad team right and and throughout his throughout his time here with the Cowboys, that's what we got accustomed to seeing with the Cowboys even when they were bad, you rarely left games saying man they just didn't feel they didn't feel like that team was was really in the game. It felt like yesterday, and it felt like for a while now, this team is just not in it. Do you guys think that maybe what's happening here is you lose so many players that you just don't have that cohesion? You don't have that, that real brotherhood, for lack of a better word, that sometimes you need in order to kind of go through what you have to go through as a football I'm team kidding, to be successful. Nick, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, that that's not their guy laying down there, you know? Uh, and that's that's the sad part is, is it used to be I, I thought, it was, you know, put on the uniform and the star and the helmet and all that stuff, and that was, that was the team. But, I mean, if Dak got hit like that, do you think everybody? You think anybody does anything? I, I don't know. Well, we talked about just a couple of weeks ago how this team acted yeah. when Dak was laying on the right. field. It well, was very different, right? Let me also say this, though, and I wrote this in the column kind of down at the bottom. Maybe should have led with it. They 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 did a video that said, "Let's win, let's win for Dak, let's do it for Dak, for Dak, for Dak." God, I hope not. I hope this isn't doing it for Dak. No. This this really this is it. Like this is what you like. We're gonna do it for him. He deserves more than that. The fans yeah, deserve does.
1: more than that. All right. So let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about some of the moments that mattered. And quite frankly, I think all those moments happened in the first half. I think this game. Was was a game in the first half, and I think by halftime it was over.
3: Yeah, can you just start with me because no no one's play, nobody's play is going to be before mine. Okay, first play of the game, first play of the game, hand off to uh, Peyton Barber. I mean, who's that? Peyton Barber gets (laughs) the ball, gets a one yard, gets hit for one yard. Kept going, kept fighting. He spun. He got five yards on that play. Should have been stopped for one. That. That was the tone of the entire game. It was that. It was this. They're there, they're in the position, but they just can't make the play. And you can't give Washington better field position I mean better situations. You need to keep them in third and nine, third and eight. And it was just plays like that. That's just lack of effort, tackling, what technique, whatever it was, first play of the game, that, that set the tone right there. And then they were able to do whatever they wanted to running the ball.
1: Amber, what was your moment that mattered?
4: Well, to me, it was like, okay, you see the Washington offense moving along. Then the defense is able to stop them from getting a touchdown right there. And you're like, okay, all right. Then the next play, Cowboys get the ball. First play, okay, a a little rush by, um, um, oh, my God, Andy Dalton. I forgot his name for a second. For uh, Dalton. Then the next one, the Cowboys get... (laughs)
3: Huh? I said so did he, but sorry. Stop it, it sorry. We're good.
4: <laughs> so, He's good. Anyways, they they get pushed back, and then they end up. Uh, Washington gets up uh, ends up getting a safety, and right there, it's like right at the beginning of the game. Basically, you realize, man, this is gonna be one of those games just by that play. I mean, nothing else after that looked good whatsoever. They just couldn't get anything moving. The defense could. Could not stop them at all, but it was that specific play, that safety, that just told you what kind of game that was going to be.
2: Dave, what was the moment that mattered for you? I don't know what's more embarrassing, the Cowboys or my internet connection, but I sorry. all one in uh, the same,
1: Dave. All one in the same. <laughs>
2: it's just, it's just, it's just that kind of year, man. Yeah. Um, the moment, the moment. Honest, this is going to sound, this is going to sound revisionist, um, but. When, they, when when Pollard had that kick return, they ran three plays and kicked a field goal and just looked completely flaccid doing so. I was like, this is going to be bad. Like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Poor choice of words. But like that, oh. that, it was so, so unimpressive. So uninspiring. They finally, you know, an element of their team other than the offense finally moved the ball. And that was what they came up with. Uh, and you just kind of made you think, Today's gonna to be rough, and it was.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of how the rest of this thing's gonna roll, I think, is there's gonna be moments like that when word choice will probably be a little bit questionable. <laughs> Which,
2: um go ahead, Dave, what were you saying? Wait, I just I, I I feel like y'all probably covered it while I was dealing with my Wi-Fi, but what I was gonna say is I think the Cowboys had a lot of these same problems last year when they were slugging away to eight and eight. But you had your Dak Prescott's and your Tyron Smith's dragging you along the way. And those guys aren't there now. And what's left is really uninspiring. And I just, I don't think they have it um, from a mental standpoint. And that, what concerns me is, again, like, I keep using 2015 as an analogy. That was just, that was a team that cared but didn't have the talent. You know, they lost a lot of games in the fourth quarter because they didn't have a good quarterback. But... You know, they really—they ne- never truly just got their doors blown off. I think this is going to get a whole lot worse. If somebody fixes whatever's going wrong from an intangible standpoint. Like this team is not together, and until that changes, I would imagine they're going to get their ass kicked like this a lot.
1: Yep, and I don't—I don't know that they can solve the problems that they have right now. I don't know that they can solve those problems this year. Um, the way I look at it is, at this point. This coaching staff, this front office, they're going to have to figure out what players they want to keep and what players they want to discard, and they need to start thinking about next year because you're not going to get better. Like, right now, big part of the problem is just not good. Like, the players that are out there are just not good. You can look at other years where you're like, okay, well, you miss your quarterback, but you still got your offensive line, you still got your running game, you still got an average defense. If you play really hard, you might be able to make yourself look average, Right right now their players are bad and that that's why it's looking so poorly i think right now and and you know i think it's it's even worse when you put on top of that the fact that i don't think the coaches are really doing them any favor we'll go to the po- the moment that mattered for me and it was washington's up 9-3 uh, it's 10:48 left in the second quarter dallas has the ball fourth and one at the washington 45 fourth and one and they decide they're going to throw the ball downfield, incompletion. They give the ball back to Washington with great field position, mind you, for a defense that hasn't been able to stop anyone. Two plays later, 52-yard touchdown to McLaren, and and that to me was the end of the ball game. Like when they when they jumped up there at that point, it was what 15 to, to three. My thought was there's no because they don't have the power offensively to be able to come back in those kinds of games, and and there in that particular instance. That, to me, was about coaching. That is a bad decision knowing you have fourth and one, you have a defense that can't stop anyone. If you don't convert this, you've you got one or two options. You can either punt it or you do something that's a much higher percentage play than what you decided on, but they opted to go for a lower percentage play
3: and put their defense in a horrible situation. To me, that's bad coaching. Yep. I, and, and I'd like to see that play. I don't really want to watch the game at all, but I, that's the one play I would have liked to see and again, the third down. I thought he got that first down. I, I did
1: too. I, I kind of thought he got over, I, got I, over I the I line. I was but thinking
3: maybe they, they should have challenged that. Yeah, But but that just kind of shows. This is why like in high school football, the 1A, 2A teams don't play the 6A teams because of the offensive line. <laughs> they, they don't have the big guys to, to do it. This is what it felt like to me. That was the JV against the varsity. They can't move the ball. They, they showed that because they were like, well, okay, we can't run the ball up the middle with Zeke. So we've already drawn them off sides once. But that won't work again. Let's just try a pa- I mean, like running, the- I would have punted now. <laughs> Who knows where that ball would have gone, but I would have, yeah. you know, I would have tried to punt, I guess, at, at that point. If you don't think you can get a yard, then I would take 40. Yeah, I would with the punt. But but the one thing you could say in
1: the scouting report, at least of this Washington team, is the one area up front where they tend to be a little more vulnerable was in stopping the run and typically running right at them. So to me, you at least have to test it out yeah. and try it. Right, you have to at least test them if you're going to go for it on fourth and one. I think that's a higher percentage play than than deciding that you're just going to throw a ball downfield.
3: Well, they were trying to get
2: a screen. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah, and it didn't work. And it it didn't
1: work.
3: Go ahead, Dave.
2: I'm not saying you're wrong, but those guys were getting ragdolled all day. Absolutely. I just don't know... I don't know if charging up the gut on Jonathan Allen and Duran Payne is going to work that well. Maybe not. I'm it saying it is a higher percentage play. You could do the exact same thing as what
1: you did the play before. And as Nick said, I thought they got the first down on the play before. Try it again. I think that is a higher percentage play than anything else you could call in your playbook uh, against that front on a fourth and one. Maybe I'm wrong. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive a little deeper into the offense, the pass offense, the rush offense, and we also also have to talk about this defense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
2: We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen.
5: Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music
2: to my ears. Okay, let's play. Cream Soda Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass
0: of Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda.
2: A delicious duet.
5: Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
2: Back to the break.
3: If you would like to see the Dallas Cowboys play at AT&T Stadium this season, there's home matchups against the Steelers, Washington, 49ers, and Eagles. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com tickets. Welcome back. It is the
1: second segment of the break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, let's jump into this Cowboys pass offense. Yesterday, Andy Dalton was 9 of 19. That's a 47% completion rate. Uh, He had 75 passing yards. He had zero touchdowns. He had one interception, a 36.1 quarterback rating, and was sacked three times. To add to that, Ben DiNucci came in, and he went two of three and had 39 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he, too, was sacked three times. We talked all last week about how good this Rossington front was, uh, but did you expect the Cowboys to get dominated as much as they were dominated yesterday, Nick?
3: No, I mean, and, and there's no excuses to anything, but the the rain absolutely messed up any chance that they had to do anything because of where of how they are built. I mean, it just the, the, they can't run the ball. They, they're not f- physical enough up front to run. The only way you're going to be able to do that is the quick passes, get the ball out. Gallup didn't have a catch. C.D. didn't have a catch, even though he had plenty of chances. I mean, he had his worst game uh, of his you know, career, and it it just it, the passing game needed to be there to offset that. So you can't do that, and now you have to run, and you're not strong enough to run up the middle. You know it's bad when you can't. You're not strong enough to run up the middle. You're not fast enough to run to the outside, and the the ball's not going to be caught in the passing game. Well, you're going to get three points based off your long kickoff return, and that's it. Amber?
4: I mean, I I honestly didn't expect it to be this bad the way that that it ended up happening, but there's such a lack of chemistry. I mean, we keep talking about Andy Dalton trying to get rid of the ball quicker, and that's going to help them offensively. But at the same time, the lack of chemistry, I mean, you can't really do that when you don't have that connection with your wide receivers, as opposed to what we're used to seeing with Dak, and the receivers that sometimes I mean the guy just needs to turn around and then Dak knows exactly where he's going to be where he's going to get the uh, throw the ball and then the guy's going to catch it Um, as opposed to Andy Dalton I mean they're really lacking that there's no uh, flow or or just connection there there's no like okay I know exactly where you're going to run and where you're going to be and I'm going to you like in this play you know I'm gonna throw it to you so it's 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 bad because when there's not when you don't have that, there's no way that you can keep asking Andy Dalton to get rid of the ball faster so that the defensive players are just not like completely attacking him and throwing him on the ground.
1: Dave,
2: I mean, I picked Dallas to win this game, so I can't I can't sit here and say I told you so too much. But yeah, I mean, I did think that the Washington front was going to really be tough for them. That. It's it, it's the most important thing, and it's their biggest strength against the Cowboys' biggest weakness. I had a feeling it might look kind of ugly. But the thing for me is, and, you know, I need to go back and watch it again, but I didn't get the sense that it looked, the offense looked different. Like, it didn't really look like they tried to change what they would normally do, which is a mistake. Like, you should be going into that game thinking, we're going to really have to pull some tricks out of the box and – and play a different style of offense than what we've been doing like you can't roll out there with the same core plays from when you thought you had all your guys and expect it to work um you know cd dalton dalton probably has another 50 60 passing yards if cd lamb plays another a better game i mean that's neither here nor there i don't know if that means they win but certainly didn't get any help from him and then was Gallup even targeted? Once. I, if he was targeted, it was like he was one time. One yeah, time. Okay. One time. That, oh, so, actually,
1: it says on the thing, it says twice, so, but I remember yeah. once. Because uh, I asked you when he when the one time when I remember, I asked you, Dave, I was like, has, is that the first time he's been targeted? I don't remember him being targeted a second time. But, yeah, it says
2: two. It just didn't feel like they were calling plays to offset the fact that they didn't have an offensive line, in my opinion. Like, a lot of slow developing stuff, a lot of the – you know, a lot of the same stuff we've seen the first six weeks, which is fine when everybody's healthy, but they're not didn't feel like they adapted very well and they paid for it.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the challenges was, I don't know even if it was slow developing stuff as much as like over there on the right side, Darren Still. So many times I saw guys just run right around him. And literally, it was almost as though you know how in practice they have those big dummies that look like the, the, the Weeble Wobble you had when you were a kid. You punch it and it kind of pops back up. Like it looked like he was just that. He's just like a, a stanchion that they just kind of put in a certain spot and the guy just needs to run around it to get to the quarterback and kind of hit the arm of the thing, and then he's at the quarterback. That's what it looked like. And so I don't even know if if the play calling was necessarily the problem. And by the way, they also had some plays yesterday where they had the tight end stay in to block, and they got run around too. So it, I, I don't even know, and that's a question I have for you and guys. And
4: even that Zeke play.
1: He gets Zieg blown was trying up, to block
4: right? And he got completely ran over.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's—I don't even know at this point. But I have the question for you guys. So figure it out. Um, what could Dallas do differently? Where could they maybe help themselves a little bit, knowing that you're so completely overmatched between your offensive line and their defensive line? What else could they do at this point,
2: Dave? Uh, I mean it's a great question. I'm not sure I'm not sure there's a great answer and and you know it's I look back on a day like today and I'm I'm mad at myself cuz I'm like you saw the indicators that this was a bad matchup and you went with the Cowboys anyway. Maybe it was almost like blind hope, I don't know, but that I mean that's tough. Nick Nick said it and I agree like, you know, I've covered a lot of bad high school football in my life. And that's what that looked like. Like when you're when you're overmatched like that, it's hard to even play what resembles actual football, you yeah. know. And Dang. it's I mean, I, I'm not convinced there's a lot more they could have done. Like like I said, you know, maybe maybe if CD plays a better game, they move the ball a little bit better and they kick another field goal. But <laughs> I don't know that there's a lot they could have done to drastically improve what we saw.
3: Nick, yeah, you know, I mean. You know, I said I said this stat in the pregame. You know, they Jordan Mills was on the practice squad. They brought him up. I mean, he's got 84 career starts. The uh, the reason why I brought that up is because the combined starts for the five guys was 77. Hmm. So all I'm saying is is that combined if this, for the five for the five five 42 from Cam and I was about to say Irving's probably 42 half of that, right? 27 yeah. for for the uh, Connor yeah two for Bionish, zero for McGovern, and Steele has six. And I just feel like they – I mean, why bring Jordan Mills here if he's not – I mean, he's, he's faced some really good players in his career. Now, I know it's not been pretty. People have said Bears fans will tell you, man, he was not good. But he, he's been in the league eight years.
1: They said the same thing about Colombo. I'm willing to give it a shot. Let's just see what happens, right? I mean, can it get any worse would be my question. I don't I – mean
3: No. Other than me and, other yeah, than four of us fair. play on the O line. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I mean, <laughs> that could get worse. It, it's bad. It, it it was just it was bad, but I mean, yeah, I wouldn't have put Andy Dalton in the shot in the under center so much. You know? I I tried to mention it in a meeting today, I asked the question about Looney and it was like, Oh now we're waiting on Joe Looney to come back. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have Joe Looney than be addish. And where I don't think th- I don't think they'll do that. Because they're they, you know, looking for the future, but um, Biotis doesn't have it right now. He's not, he's not ready. I, I mean, you get Zach Martin back, you get Looney back, you got Connor, Cam Irving. Maybe you have a better right tackle. Maybe Brandon Knight can come back at some point. I know he's on IR. I mean, they're going to have to piece this together. You can't just look at next year. You can't do that. You can't. Zach Martin, you have to come back. He comes back. and then
2: You know what I think all... I would do? I, and I'm the guy that I'm the guy that didn't want to do this when things were a little more normal. Mm-hmm. But when Zach and when Zach and Joe are healthy, I'm putting Joe at right guard and Zach at right tackle because that gives me a chance to function, at least, which mm-hmm. is more than we've been able to say for the last couple of games. You know, what you have
1: a side you can at least get some level of reliability with. Right.
3: You know, yeah. what I thought you were going to say is move Connor to right tackle. I would I would look at that. If too. they
2: want to do that, that's fine. Yeah, I would look at that too. That's but they got to do something. Right. I I yeah. lean toward Zach because I've seen him do it. Yeah, Man, That doesn't mean Connor can't do it though.
1: But I would be happy if they take Connor and put him at one tackle, and they take uh, Zach and put him at the other tackle. You can figure out what you're going to do. Maybe Looney's at guard, and and maybe you stick with McGovern at the other guard, and you got Biadas in the middle. I I just feel like right now, right now, yesterday, you saw a turnstile at both tackle spot. Like there was there were there were times when it was like the two defensive ends were like, okay. I can get to the quarterback before you can. And then they get there and like give each other a high five at the quarterback. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you need to at least shore up that part of it. And if you can shore up that part of it, then I think in the middle, at least there's some help because a lot of times that center can kind of go one way or the other and kind of help out with a guy. You got a little bit more flexibility of how you can help in the middle than you can on the outside. Most of the time, those guys are isolated. I take what, what at this point, I guess we all would probably agree are your two best offensive linemen. They have both played tackle in college. Put them out there and let's see what happens. What do you guys think?
3: I don't know. You look at. I don't I mean, disagree. Well, who's the quarterback? Well, it's going to have to be Andy. Okay. How tall is he? Six one. Tall enough. Six foot. No, I know. I know. But what I'm asking is, is that do you take the? He's only six foot. I don't know. Well, I'm maybe six, like one. Six, two, six, three, Really? Yeah, I don't know. He's, okay. he's tall enough. You're right. The reason why I'm asking is that do you take the the, the Saints approach, you know, because mm-hmm. Drew Brees has played there forever. He's not the tallest quarterback ever. They they look at it like they, they protect the inside, you know, center, guard. The outside tackles, the, the, they mm-hmm. kind of rotated them basically to give him a, a lane to To throw the ball and and to look over and I just kind of wonder maybe maybe they need to, to to work on the middle you know and, and keep the outside because you can kind of help chip them a little bit I know but if you but think about it if you have three guys on the interior that can't do anything then you can't run you can't I mean I don't know I don't know if that's a good good approach really. I guess
1: I just look at it like this I think right now to me as far as performance is concerned the guy that and this is saying a lot. The guy that is the worst of the bunch is Terrence Steele. I think you got to get somebody different at right tackle. He's a problem for you right mm-hmm. now, and and so I think you need to take either Connor or Zach and put them over there. And then I look at the other side and I'm like, okay, you could probably make that one a little bit better too. Maybe you're right. Maybe you go ahead and stick with Cam Irving just because he has experience, and you and you keep him in that spot and hope that you know with with Zach at guard, maybe you get a little bit better. Who knows? I don't care. I don't know, but. I just look right now, and I'm like, yesterday, the tackles were a real, real problem. Most of the pass rush, in my opinion, was coming from the outside yesterday. And and so that's where I feel like you kind of have to clean this up a little bit. Fletcher. Dave, what do you think? Amber, what I do you think?
2: I agree. No, I... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, pick one. Sorry. <laughs> I, I agree with what you said. I, I, and I get Nick's point. I do. Like, protecting the front of the pocket is important. The Saints have a couple really badass tackles, though. So, like, they that might not look as good if you didn't have Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchick. So, I – and, and oh, it they were just – it was so bad. Yeah, like, the pressure was on top of Dalton before he could do anything and not from the interior. I mean, it was – the game was long over, but, like, one of the last snaps of the game, Ryan Kerrigan basically picked mm-hmm. Terrence Steele up and carry, he carried him to the quarterback. Um it's just – it's it's rough, and that's why I think I trust – I think I trust the backups on the interior to hold their own more than what we're looking at at tackle. And maybe, maybe it's not a season-long thing. Like, maybe when Brandon Knight comes back, you can do that, but at least until some more guys are available. Like, if Zach Martin can play at this point, I would try to play him at tackle. That's – I just – I just – maybe it's desperation but it seems like it would give you a better chance than what you're seeing right now
1: desperate times call for desperate measures amber what do you think
4: i think if, if it was up to me i would definitely want to move connor williams to tackle i mean this is something we've been talking about for a couple of years now he's not necessarily the best guard and we've talked about the possibility of having him at tackle which is a position that not only is troublesome this year but it's gonna be in the future as well even if your starters come back we know they they have been dealing with health issues and and injuries so there's you need to address the position regardless so i would rather use this year and right now given the fact that that the o-line is just a mess right now so you're not really gonna get a whole lot worse so just try it move connor to tackle give him some in-game experience so let's try him out because it's totally different giving him practice like watching him attack tackle during practice than giving him some actual in-game experience so i would rather go ahead and do that now let's get that out of the way and and try to get a good or a better feel of what that would look like or could look like and, and that will give you a better idea of whether that's the route you would want to take for the future. And I'm not saying, oh, let's go ahead and, and, and start thinking about the future and tank the season or any of that. But I do think that this is a good chance for you to at least try different things because it, it it's not working out, clearly. It's not working out. So you're not going to lose much by actually giving him a try, a tackle.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the point, Amber. I think you hit it on the head that they're, whatever they're doing right now isn't working. So try some other things. If you keep doing the same thing expect different results, that's lunacy, right? So try something different. I think maybe he becomes a guy. Nick, I think you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, too, that you know you're going to need a good swing tackle. You've been needing a good swing tackle for a while. If you find out this year that he can play well in relief at tackle, then maybe going into next year you look at this and you say, that's our swing tackle. And if one of those two guys that are the starters are not ready to go for whatever reason or get injured – we feel like we're in a really good position with him as a guy that can that become a swing tackle, and maybe that's a better fit for him than guard. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we do have to talk about the defense and, and what their day looked like yesterday. There were some guys that played a little bit more, and I'm wondering, did it make a difference? Maybe it did. Maybe it's hard to see through all the bad stuff we saw yesterday. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
2: to the break.
3: Are you coming to a Cowboy game this season? Well, have fun and make sure you know before you go, you wear a mask, you keep distance, be prepared for cashless transactions. Please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium stadium for details. Welcome back. It is the final
1: segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Cowboys' loss yesterday, 25-3, to the Washington football team in what were dreary conditions and a drearier, if that's a word, outcome. Uh, Let's talk about the defense. Yesterday, they give up only 23 points, uh, if you don't count the (laughs) two-point safety. (laughs) That the offense gave up. Um, and only gave up three points in the second half. Mm-hmm. All right. That all being considered, can, can I, I'm going to challenge each of the three of you. To
4: Washington. To Washington. To wa- Make sure you point that out. To yeah. Washington. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to challenge each of the three of you. Come up with at least one thing that maybe you could glean from that game that was a positive about this defense. Nick, go first. <laughs>
3: um. They, they had a goal line stand.
1: Ah, that's a good one.
3: That's a really good one. Okay. And the guy that did that was there right in the middle, Dontari Poe, uh, which, by the way, oh, folks. we have a really good video of Dontari Poe getting the team together and really kind of getting in their face. Really? Yeah.
1: What did he say? I'm going to play better?
3: Uh, I don't know. Okay. But he he had that, and then there was a fumble. I guess they called it a fumble. Was it a fourth down stop, or did they actually get a fumble? Because Worley got the ball. Yeah. So it was Worley I, and Poe. Those two, right there.
1: I'm not sure if it was a turnover on downs or if it was, it. A, a, it was actually Goal a fumble Goal line stand.
3: Recovery. It turned out to be a five-point stand because they gave up gave up a safety. But, yeah. 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 Goal line stand. That's positive. Okay. Uh, Amber, give me something
1: positive.
4: Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Just anything. What's the kind of question? Is that why are you even asking that? Where, because where,
1: because where are you, you gonna got,
4: get any positive? No, here's from? the point.
1: Here's the point. If you look at how this defense has played all season, and you look at the fact that yesterday they were able to at least only give up 23, and they only gave up three after halftime, is there anything that's positive about that? Is my question. Is there anything? Was there you a can, player on defense like, that you like? Is, was better.
4: No, no, okay. no, zero, 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 positive, zero, nada. The, you keep talking as if this was like the Steelers, the uh, the Seattle. You're playing against Seattle. Whoa, we, they stopped them twenty-three points. No, this was against Washington. There was absolutely nothing positive. I thought the first play, uh, like in the first series where they stopped that touch, touchdown. I thought that was a positive. If you want to look at a positive, okay, maybe they didn't give up a touchdown in the first few seconds of the game. Good, great, great for him, for them. But no, there is absolutely nothing positive. The, the worst part to me is that I don't know how you really try to change things around at this point. I mean, what do you actually do to make it better? Do you? And I know people keep talking about, oh, come back this week, fire Magnolia. Are you going to do that? I mean, there's some blame on the players. Again, this is not just a coaching thing. It's also a a thing about the players and the way that they're performing. They just don't seem to care enough. And there's just a lack of chemistry, a lack of enthusiasm, a lack of desire of actually wanting to win because there's, I I don't see any energy. Little things that you keep talking about, okay, maybe – like, for example, Jalen Smith, how do you slip a tackle like that? Those things should not be happening. So, no, there is absolutely no positive from the defense side of the ball. So don't ask me again. I don't want to hear any word positive along in the same sentence as the defense. You
1: did see it up nicely, though, for tomorrow. Tomorrow, show. I'm going to actually ask you the question of do you think that if you look at the players that the Cowboys lost this last year, uh, do you think that those guys have accounted for that much of a difference in the result that we're seeing this year? Or maybe, just maybe, could it be the loss of one man and that being Rod Marinelli? We're going to talk about that tomorrow because I think that's a very interesting conversation. Dave, was there anything positive that you gleaned from this defense yesterday?
2: I know, like, you're asking this with your tongue firmly planted in your Absolutely cheeks, I and I'm still. We do have but a lot I'm of shows we offended. gotta get through for the rest of this season. I'm just saying. I'm still <laughs> I'm still offended especially like, okay, they allowed three points after halftime. That yeah. like that reminds me in in high school, I used to go out and play basketball with my dad in the driveway, like every night after dinner. And he would beat my ass until he had a comfortable lead, and then he would just start chunking shots at the backboard so that it would stay close and I wouldn't get discouraged. You know? Like that's that's what that looked like to me. Is Washington was like, all right, you know, it's twenty-five to three. Like we've done what we need to do. Like I don't, I don't give them any credit for not for not allowing a touchdown after halftime because the touchdowns they allowed before halftime, three of them by the way, which is more than Washington has scored all year. Uh, and one of them is a go ball where they just decided not to cover Terry McLaurin for the fourth week in a row, and then the other one is. Logan Thomas scoring because Jalen Smith didn't couldn't tackle him Why it was it was atrocious um if I'm looking for positives I thought Donovan Wilson made a really nice play to break up the two-point conversion I believe it was in the back of the end zone um Leighton Van Der Esch played the whole game and he got hurt for a second but I guess it wasn't serious so you know that's nice I guess um I am befuddled at how, like, why, did, why was Randy Gregory even up if he only got six snaps? Um, and why is, why is Bradley and I going to be inactive if this is what you're getting from the defensive line? Like, I, I'm not saying tank, but, like, let's, let's get some of these young guys some looks, like, because what, what, has, what you've been doing hasn't been working anyway. So, yeah, th- those are my positives, which is to say really not any.
1: Yeah, and you 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 mentioned you know get some of these young guys opportunities. Yesterday, what we did see was Gallimore and Hamilton played more defensive tackle than Poe or Woods or Crawford. Uh, they both played over fifty percent of the defensive snap. Both Hamilton and Gallimore. I don't know that we saw a different result overall because they gave up obviously two hundred eight rushing yards, which is a huge amount to give up to a team that hadn't rushed very well. Antonio Gibson had one hundred twenty eight yards on twenty carries. His previous high before that was 13 carries for 55 yards at Arizona. So I don't think the results necessarily showed anything different. But did you, as you watch those players play, did you get a sense that maybe they were a little better than the guys that they maybe were replacing? Nick?
3: Not really. I'm sorry. I know where you're going with this, but I can't. I just can't. There's just nothing really. To get excited about at all. I mean, I just I, Antonio Gibson's going to rush for 37 yards next week. And Kyle Allen's going to have a rating of about 68. I mean, like, I just think that those guys were getting tired of getting beat up on, and they got to beat up on the Cowboys. And that's that's the real embarrassing part of this is that there a few nice plays here and there. No, there were like two plays mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah, you know what? Leighton and, and Jalen had 12 tackles each. Cool should have been 19 each. I mean, like, I don't think Leighton played that well. I mean, he had a really costly penalty, too, that led yeah. to seven points. So, I, I don't know. I mean, somebody told me a long time ago about a play. Yeah, yeah he led the Cowboys in, uh, you know, in tackling, and they, they can't tackle. So, somebody has to do it, you know, and it's Jalen Smith and Leighton. Well, I mean, I do think that as you as we go through the rest of the season, it really
1: is and probably will be for the Cowboys coaching staff, front office as well. It's really going to be about player evaluations. The results won't matter because I think the results are going to be similar to what you saw yesterday. I think what they're looking at is, is an individual player playing well enough that we want to keep him around for next year? You know, I think... You know, it, that's where you start looking at, and that's that's why I asked the question about Gallimore and Hamilton specifically, is because it really is going to be about player evaluation for each of those individual guys. Were there any individual performances? Now, I'm not going to say that were good, because in a 25 to three loss, nobody was good. But were there any moments that you looked at and you said, "Hey, I, I like what this guy was doing here. This is the kind of thing that they're going to need a little bit more of," Amber.
4: I'm sorry, but I, I can't think of anyone, honestly. I There was so much bad that it completely blinded my sight for any slight of good that there could possibly have been in that game. Uh, I, there was not a single player that necessarily stood out to me for doing good. So and, and I know that what we're looking at is maybe just a little bit better. Like, okay, did this player do <laughs> a, little a little bit little better something. where maybe we... <laughs> A little something-something, yeah. but it, that little something-something just got completely washed away from everything else. So I just uh, – I'm sorry I can't give you a better answer to that, but honestly, there was nothing I really saw.
0: Dave.
2: I'm I'm with her. Eva, you know, I mentioned a couple – I mentioned a couple, like, positives, and I don't know – I don't know if it's Donovan Wilson's fault that there was no safety help on the McLaurin play. I haven't seen it back. So I don't want to blame him for that, but my point is – Donovan Wilson makes one great play, but like you still see all of the same systemic problems like that. that obviously what makes this so frustrating and terrible is like there is no growth from week to week. Yeah, there is none. They do the same awful stuff every time they go out. And this time they did it against literally the worst offense in the NFL. So cool. Maybe a handful of guys made some nice plays, but like who cares right now? That just It is what it is.
1: All right, that's going to be a wrap. Tomorrow what we will do is we will talk a little bit more about some of those bigger picture areas where maybe the Cowboys can identify some issues that maybe they can tackle this year. Some of them are about tackling issues for next year. We're going to talk specifically about coaching and what's happening right now with this coaching staff, both at the head coach as well as the coordinators, and how much blame do you put on those guys for what we're seeing right now when it comes to this team each and every Sunday. We'll do that when we come uh, back tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?